Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavna, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters are remarkable at getting themselves in, like how do you manage your current girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend and your stepdaughter who won't leave the bay? Or do you tell your brother that his ex-girlfriend is currently hooking up with your boyfriend's brother? (laughs) Get ready to feel closer each day, time and away. Now before we get started, just want to share with you that this is a no spoiler podcast we don't look ahead at what's coming up on home and away we just talk about the week's events i suggest you do the same just don't look at any spoilers or plot twists you know that are coming if you avoid them and you watch them as a regular viewer your home and away experience will change forever (laughs) so as bella and dean try muddle through life after losing Colby and Willow, we get the news that Colby has committed another murder. (laughs) Like a second kill for Colby. This is such a stretch. Justified quite well, I suppose, in the wake of the advice that Dean gave to Colby. And I was wondering how they were going to write Colby out of the show. And I suppose... One fabulous way of doing that is is by doubling his 25-year sentence. And how better to do that is by murdering somebody. Uh, so I just really feel for Bella. Like, Kobe's room is like this shrine to him. And she's really missing him. And now it's like you'll... Like, this is a half a century away when you'll get to see your brother. It's like he's died and Kobe won't let them help him. So they have to kind of let him go... Dean is pushing the let's just forget he ever existed, let's set him free kind of angle. But that's very hard for Bella to do, quite clearly. It'd be hard for anybody to do that. And I suppose in committing this second murder, no one's going to mess with him in prison. So he's, I suppose he's not dead. And he's kind of earned his safety in the prison. But what a character transformation like lovely caring older brother turned double murderer <laughs> I, uh, I don't know um what a way for him to go i don't think he deserves the crimes that he's committed um at all and and like as bella said like and bella kind of made it a bit real being like i can't stop thinking about this poor prisoner's family and that's kind of really true in this whole situation it is offering dean this big chance to step up for Bella and, you know, he's figuring out the lease. He's getting her name on it. He knows he has to earn way more money and you're kind of seeing a transition or an evolution in Dean. As put to by Jasmine, actually. And, you know, she's telling him, look, it's time for you to step up, blah, 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 etc., etc. But when they were chatting at the bar, I was kind of like, I don't know, it just popped into my head. Dean and Jasmine? Like, they're of similar heights. They've got this connection to Colby. Bella likes Jasmine a lot. I know it wouldn't really happen, and obviously the Lewis thing is progressing. But it's just in that little little incident, I was like, you guys are both single. It could, like, maybe even like a random hookup. But I just kind of saw it for a second. 
I don't know. I kind of liked it, but Lewis seems to be taking up most of her time. More on that later. But anyway, in stepping up to be this kind of overnight big brother to Bella, you know, he's kind of fumbling his way through it. And as Ryder says, like, Dean doesn't know how to be this big brother that you're so used to having. So, yeah, we have to give him a chance. But my, oh, my, two bloody murders, Colby. What's going on? Why? And then things really picked up in the Kieran storyline over at the Stewart's household. And I just love it. I just want popcorn and a front row seat to these kind of unraveling of characters or these characters that you just don't know which way they're going to which way they're going to go. And I'm just here for it. So Rue's raising concerns to Martha. She's having absolutely none of it. But then somehow convinces Martha that we need to search Kieran's van. Kieran shows up finds him he goes nuts it's just amazing when he gets really angry I love it because it's so scary and because he's been violent in the past not that I want to see these women get injured but I just love these kind of loose cannons that come into the bay every now and again and when he's like throwing everything out of the caravan and getting really angry and he's very physical in his outbursts and it's touch and go and I think what is incredible about Kieran is he's actually able to manipulate this situation in his favour and cause this divide now between not only Rue and Martha, but also Martha and Alf. And he's using all these threats of like, oh, I'm going to leave. And you didn't give me a chance to apologise to Rue. Now you're going through my van. Like, I can't trust you now. All these threats, 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 threats. And then it turns into Martha on her knees, begging for him to stay and getting her on side. So the, it totally gets turned on its head. And we're saying Martha and Kieran versus Rue and Alf. And I really think throughout all this, Rue is so brave. Like she's not afraid to confront him. She's not afraid to be alone with him. Do you remember when they go over to the house for dinner? The four of them have dinner outside and they're clearing the plates. And she doesn't mind being alone with him. I would be scared out of my wits. Then he's threatening her again. Oh God, it makes makes me so scared. I love it. It's so thrilling. So it gets turned into this case of Kieran's word against Rue's. And then Rue finds the booze, tells Alf. And then Alf and Rue come together, exchange all their Kieran stories, be it in the intimidation, be it the threats, be it that Kieran was really aggressive with Martha. But when Rue and... Alf decide like, okay, look, we have to be smart about this and how we confront it. They don't do well at all. When they confront Martha and tell her about everything that's been going on, they kind of gang up on her. And so she obviously will jump to the defensive and not accept what they're saying. So then when the big explosion attack that goes on in the surf club, they're already on the back foot. Martha will never see it from their side. But oh my God, I had to watch that scene twice. It was so scary. Like if Justin wasn't there, would he actually have punched Alf? I'm clutching my pearls. Like there's no coming back from that. Again with Rune Alf wanting to be smart about it, calling the cops without telling Martha. Not a great idea. So she's not going to be on side when they're like, oh, there's a warrant out for the arrest. And I think they went in too aggressively. I think they said they should have just told Martha look, we're going to call the cops. This happened and come at it at a better angle. Instead, they've gone in 
too high and too hard and then Martha's going to be annoyed about it. But I just don't, like, if this is the end of Kieran, I'd be a bit upset because that was, in a way, a bit of an anticlimax. I know, look, I know there was a big brawl in the surf club and it was very scary, but I just kind of wanted more out of the Kieran's where I want to go on for longer. Like, Jasmine's given him crap about, you know, being late and leaving the lights on. Like, she knows he's not a good employee. Like, I kind of wanted something a bit more to happen. I just want more. I'm on the edge of my seat. If this is the end of Kieran, I'll be real disappointed. So hopefully there'll be more. There's a good few couples this week. So going to do a bit of a love spesh now. Um, so so starting with Ziggy and Tane, they have this weird workout sesh where, I don't know, I just found her doing all the weights really annoying and trying to be funny. And I know she's kind of like a ball buster of a lady and very headstrong and thinking she can do all the weights, but... I don't know, I think it just looked really stupid. I just don't really recognise Ziggy anymore. I think that's why I'm finding her so such hard work at the moment. Like, this isn't the Ziggy that... They've cha- really changed her character and I don't like it. Like, she, yeah, she's always been someone who gets bored really easily and she finds out Mac is going to be gone for a few days and then just invites Tane over. Now, I'll give it to her. The line she said to him before they started kissing, being like, he's like, what are you doing? She goes giving you the chance you've been begging me for like pretty hot well done fair play to you but they have sex on the couch like that you live in a shared house like mac has to sit there guests have to sit there i'm glad mac saw and you can understand why ziggy and tana want to keep it secret because they don't mac finding out but before they even have that conversation mac's already found out amazing and i love how sassy she's being because mac could really create problems for the two of them and she kind of holds up a bit of a mirror to to Ziggy and she she's going to be so protective over Dean so and Ziggy's moved on so fast um but yeah I really don't know how I feel about this Ziggy and Tane thing I just it's I agree with Mac it's too fast you're in a way cheating on Dean because like you say you still love him and then you're in the gym with Tane and having saucy dreams about him like I'm just I'm not buying it where you don't like it. And then it seems like things with Tane are getting a bit serious and they're kind of pitching Tane as like a bit, like he they've changed his character a lot and he's now a bit wise with the advice and he's very eager to, to get serious with Ziggy. Meanwhile, where is his job? Where is his job? What does he do all day long? He certainly doesn't have any money worries. He hasn't worked since he got fired from the from the garage. So where is your job? What are you doing all day? Why aren't the Pradas more worried about money? The only person bringing in cash is Ari. And I doubt Nick makes much off the bait shop. Anyway, they just really haven't addressed that. But anyway, Ziggy can't say in one breath, I don't hurt him more than I already have. And then in the next breath being like, well, actually, you're right. He's not my problem anymore. Kissy time. Ugh. Anyway. But a cute little romance I am enjoying is Lewis and Jasmine. While I think physically they're a very mismatched pair, I don't think he's her type at all. But I suppose that they have this deep soul connection, fate connection. And their dynamic is really good. I very much enjoy it. So obviously they were going to come close to kissing. They were flirting like nobody's business. 
And I just knew she was going to bolt because she it's natural for her to have those feelings because it is her first kiss since Robbo and she's worried about what he might think. And is she betraying him? You would have this like, your brain would be going nuts. And I'm enjoying how slow they're taking it. But they keep talking about Dr. Christian Green and this new job that he's getting. So it'll be interesting to see if he can make peace with his past. Or will it explode in front of our faces? And another budding romance. Susie and John are going from strength to strength. Are they basically like going out now? Um, you can see Maz would be jealous and spying on them. No surprises there. And a bit rich from Marilyn going like, oh, you shouldn't be gossiping about Mr. Stewart. It's like, you, your lifeline is gossiping, Marilyn. You can't really, it's like pot kettle. But anyway, it is weird for her seeing him move on. Like they're in the diner loads and stuff like that. So that is hard. But anyway, Susie, how dare you? Uh, uh, my tune has changed on this woman. Why is she riling John up like this and getting him to run for president of the surf club? No, no, no. That's John's thing. And now they're going into this like weird election runoff. And she, like, she, I know she's very good at convincing. And John, look, he's a susceptible, gullible character but she's pulling this Kellyanne Conway Ivanka Trump crap and I'm not here for it if she comes for that presidency from Mr. Stewart I am going to be so livid and I'm so happy and I just loved when Alf was like oh this blow-in doesn't need to tell me how a committee works and your Sheila has nothing to do with this it just shows off how easily led John is and this woman has an agenda like, I just, what is her game plan? Damn it. Susie in the big clothes. It's like Becky, like Becky with the good hair. Susie in the big clothes. <laughs> Lol. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm very dubious of her now. I'm not into it. Not into this. Susie, you back off from Alf. He's going through enough. Doesn't need you and your campaign jargon. No, no, no. Whew. Anyway, deep breaths. Um... <laughs> And our final love story is the surprise engagement. So very cute. Great idea. Love your work, Leah and Justin. It's going to be good. It's going to be cute. And like they really do have the perfect excuse with kind of leading Tori to believe that it might be something to do with with Justin's tumour. So, oh, I don't know. Tori loves to obsess over things. She's very good at being suspicious. And Justin and Leah are being so weird like their behavior is it's just so obvious so yeah it's gonna so Tori's gonna be super surprised I think (laughs) alrighty so then after Chloe has arrived into the bay who follows but Mia causing some very awkward moments I must say and and this whole, where's my daughter? We need to find her. Stress, stress, stress has really thrown a spanner in the works for everyone, most notably McInerney. And the whole thing is quite stressful, especially when it's so layered with Chloe being really angry at Mia and then like Ari getting to confront Mia about this lie that Mia said 10 years ago at the time that Ari didn't want anything to do with them anymore so they could all move on. Was it a terrible thing to do? Yes. Was she desperate? Very much so. She had to get her kid to move on. She was trying to protect her. I do get it. But what I don't get is Mia. She's, I don't know, she's like 
stomping around the place everywhere. She's very jutty or jittery and shaky. And her eyebrows just don't move. The or like her lips are like the same colour. I just can't really get my like eyes around her face, if that makes sense. It's like she's startled all the time. Like she has these incredible cheekbones with the pouty lips. I don't know, just like something's missing. I think it's her eyes. They don't really, nothing really happens there. And I just don't understand. I don't know, she just seems like a character. Like Chloe's very over familiar and kind of a bit kind of you need to think that I've been here all the time, whether it be as a character as actually as an actress, I don't know. But Mia seems a bit like of more of a blow in. But then with all this history with Ari, I don't know, will she be a blow in? I don't know. There's something in the face is missing for me. I'm not believing her as an actress. I'm just, I'm not getting it. I'm not buying what she's selling. I'm also a bit like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've had a lot of new characters. I don't know if I can take much more. And they're all very like headstrong, conniving women. Susie, Chloe, and now Mia. It's just, well, can we just relax here, everyone? We've, we've had a lot. I much prefer more Heath Braxton than any of these three women. But anyway, I am glad that Ari put his foot down in terms of Chloe can do whatever she wants. If she wants to get to know me, she can because you did keep us apart. You can't, you've opened Pandora's box. It's not really going to close itself. We have to kind of let what's happen, happening. And that's, I think that's a good idea. What it does for him and Mac, I do not know. But I do love how she was saying how she's shared her own story of when her dad left when she was five. And it kind of put things into perspective for Ari and helped him understand what Mia's thinking was. So I thought that was very selfless of Mac because you actually don't really know what it's going to do for your relationship. And she could have easily, like Mac could very rightly so, be like kicking her toys out of the pram and making more of a scene. But she's actually going about it a very mature way. And I appreciate it. Look, Mia is owning her mistakes and she is acting out of desperation. Um, But it's certainly unearthing a lot of stuff for Ari. Especially now that like Chloe's like getting jobs at Saul through these like cringy cocktail competitions. Oh God. Um and she's being very over familiar with Bella and uh, but now that everyone's come to realise that Chloe isn't running away. She's just reconnecting. But I think that means that they're gonna be here for a while and now it means that Mia's gonna be here for a while. So yeah, what a mess. And a storyline that's just, we're being forced to accept. It's like this whole surge tidal wave of new information that's just kind of been dumped on top of me. And I'm like, I just don't know if I can buy all this at the same time. It's like, whoa, 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 what is happening? Whoa, 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 whoa. So we'll see where it goes. Alrighty, well that about wraps it up for me this week. Summer Base is on Instagram at Summer Base Podcast. You can slide into my DMs and we can have some fan chats there. G'day and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>